Hi guys, thanks for tuning in this episode of Nick Egan Times. In this episode, we have an awesome guest. We have Audrey. Audrey is a well-known international multi-talented singer and songwriter. After Audrey released her debut EP covers in 2015, Audrey has released her full-length debut status change in 2019. According to Wonderland Magazine, nothing no one will stop rising pop star Audrey in her tracks. Audrey's 2020 song Deep Breaths is winning with attitude and unapologetic swagger seeking to bring about female empowerment by drawing from the artist's own personal experiences in life. Audrey has been continuing the theme of empowerment with Audrey's 2021 single Waste a Goodbye foreshadows the inevitable end to the future she planned, including none of my songs portray the woman as a victim. Audrey says it's all about being strong and standing up for yourself. Audrey hopes that listeners come away feeling empowered to do whatever they set their minds to. Audrey is now here to talk and promote her latest amazing single that has been released, Taking Back My Life, which is a self-love anthem meant for anyone who wants to move forward from their past relationship and reclaim the parts of themselves they lost. Audrey's opening for Madison Beer's Life Support Tour that is about to get underway. Welcome, Audrey, and thank you for coming on my podcast. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. So am I. Um, how's it all been going over there? How's what? How's it all been going? It's been it's been going well. Weird year with COVID, but life is starting to open up, and a lot of exciting stuff coming up with the music. Um, yeah, as you said, just released my new song, "Taking Back My Life." Got a couple new songs coming up, and uh, spending a lot of time prepping for this tour uh, that starts in October. Amazing. Um, how has life for you, personally, professionally, since the pandemic's begun, affected you? How is it? How's that been? A lot less travel. I It's so funny. Right before COVID hit, I was, I mean, I kind of felt like I was living out of the suitcase, just traveling everywhere in Tahoe one week and then LA. And then I went to Mardi Gras and then I was back at home. And then I went to San Diego, played my last show, March 11th, 2020 at the House of Blues San Diego. San Diego. And I remember thinking and actually saying to my mom, oh my God, I wish I could just have two weeks in one place. And the next day after this show I played, everything got canceled and I pretty much just stayed at home for a year and uh, got my wish and more. So it was quite a big, uh, quite a big shift to not be traveling. And obviously the biggest, saddest impact for me personally being that all tour plans getting canceled. Um, 2020 was supposed to be a big touring year for me. That, that didn't happen. Luckily, thank God it's coming back now. But uh, yeah, it was a real, you know, the music industry is one of the industries that got hit, got hit hard and was a lot of Zoom stuff and Zoom co-writing sessions and just finding new ways to continue being productive, but in a very different way than what used to be everything being in person. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for saying that. All right, um, let's just jump straight into it. Um, tell me about your life, your family, and growing up. What that was like for you. Sure. Yeah, I am from Silicon Valley, so I come from a very tech, very very tech heavy uh, family. And my parents both went to Stanford. My brother and I both went to Stanford as well. And actually, all of us studied engineering. So I, my sort of, you know, my mom did play violin growing up, but really, you know, my family was again Silicon Valley is is was what was all that I knew so um you know but music was my passion since I was three years old and everything that every connection I made in music and everything I every progress I made in the music industry had to come from me I didn't have any connections in in that world at all um so 
you know, growing up though, music, as I said, I mean, it was my passion, knew it was what I wanted to do since I was three. When I was two years old, I heard Vivaldi's The Four Seasons, the violin piece, and I begged my mom to let me take violin lessons. And she said no, and I badgered her and badgered her. And then finally, when I turned three, she said okay. And so she would drive me uh, 30 minutes each way twice a week for two 15-minute lessons a week and that because that was the only uh, attention span that I had. And then sort of soon after that, you know, was singing in, er, in preschool when I was four and then started piano when I was five and started songwriting when I was six. So uh, growing up, I mean, music and performing – just lifelong passions for me. I guess I was luckily lucky to know what my passion was at such a young age. And that just sort of carried over starting from a young age. I played all sorts of instruments, you know, eventually added in viola, um, was in a symphony for that and guitar and drums and learning production at Stanford and that kind of stuff. And now, you know, years later, here I am doing it as my career, but it, it kind of was always, always my passion that's incredible that's an amazing story in journey that obviously you're still going and you've got the best um your best days ahead of yourself so that's just truly amazing you actually i believe you've done three degrees is that right i did yeah i separated yeah oh, that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> congratulations on that too thanks <laughs> <laughs> um all right talk to me about your music so i guess what inspires you what's the background behind it the catalyst i guess for it all yeah, I mean, all of my songs I write from personal experiences, you know, definitely. Taylor Swift, of course, is an, an inspiration growing up listening to her music. And I think I very much do a, a similar sort of thing that she does. And I take, all, you know, I've, I consider myself a storyteller. And I've had a whole slew of weird experiences, especially in relationships and, you know, not been treated great by various people. But at least as a songwriter, the silver lining for all of that is I can put that into my music. And, you know, I think I also think there's a lot of really bad role models in the music industry for young girls. And I think that's sad. And so I want to be someone that uh, that people can relate to. And if, you know, if they're going through a teenage girls going through a difficult time, I want them to be able to listen to my stories and my songs and know that I have the same experience that they do and, and that they're not alone in that. So, but yeah, I, d I definitely write all my songs are true stories. <laughs> Amazing. Um, talk to me about the actual new single that you've released. Um, Taking back my life. Talk to me about that. One. Yeah, that was, um, definitely the probably most emotional song for me to release because it, it is it, so I called off my engagement earlier this year which was the hardest thing I've ever had to go through in my life it was a very very difficult time it was a very toxic relationship uh not not good stuff uh details if you want, listen to my song. <laughs> that'll, that'll lay all that out there. But, um, yeah, it was really really difficult and part of my healing process from that relationship was writing this song and and taking I mean part of the act of taking my life back was writing this song I released it on July 20th which was the original wedding date that I had set um, to try to sort of step one of taking my life back was taking that day back and taking turning it from a really difficult day into something that I could celebrate um, but yeah, I mean, it's really, it was very difficult 
yeah, it was a, a, tra- a traumatic experience and um, I'm still in the process of healing. I think anyone who's been through that sort of breakup or toxicity or um, that kind of stuff can relate, I'm sure, but it's a whole, it's a whole process that I'm still, still in the process of taking my life back, but that's, yeah, it, it was a very, the song really was very, very close to my heart because it's, I'm going through it still. Yeah, and yeah, I definitely believe a lot of people can relate to that. Even I've been there, uh, being engaged and been worked out, so I can definitely oh, wow. relate to. So I can definitely relate to on those levels. So yeah, yeah, and hopefully, you know, I don't touch too much about. There's only really one line in the song that's about the wedding, which is "sold the ring, I thought I'd die in." Um, so I, you know, hopefully, it can relate. To, I think to anyone, anyone that's gone through a breakup and been in a relationship where they felt like they lost themselves and and are moving forward to a future that's very different than what they planned. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it definitely resonates for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I even like the other song, Red Flags, as well. That's a really good one, too. I've just watched the video as well. That was amazing. Talk to me about that song. That, hilariously, is also a true story. (laughs) The things you see in the video and the things you hear in the song. Um, Yeah, it's, you know, I can now laugh about it, but it was really, it was super weird. It was a super weird experience. This is someone that I met on Bumble and only met a couple times Really didn't even know the person, but he came on way too strong. First date brought me sprinkles, cupcakes, my favorite food, and flowers, giant bouquet of flowers in my favorite colors, which I was like, oh, that's, I mean, it's really nice, but I was like, kind of, whoa, I don't even know you. And then got kind of aggressive when I was like, yeah, I'm not really, you know, and and was just moving really fast talking about taking vacations to Cancun together, all this stuff from like, whoa, 15 steps back. Somebody thought they saw him driving by my house and, you know, had a gift, as you see in the music video, the person at the end of the video comes to me with a gift. That's also a true story. This person had a a gift allegedly he says he has a he said he had a gift that he wanted to give me after I said no thank you I'm not interested and um he would not you know would, would not take no for an answer I mean that's the real message is no means no and this was somebody who despite me trying to be kind but direct I think I, I think directness is important but I think you can be delivered with kindness and I said I kindly said I'm not interested no thank you and he would not listen and um that's not okay no means no and I think uh you know I'm very much into women empowerment a lot that's a theme of a lot of the a lot of my songs but I think people may think that they can keep you know it's a thing of like oh just keep asking a girl out whatever it's like you know what actually no if somebody says no I'm not interested it's important to respect that so um and that video was fun as well I you know you hear in the bridge there's sort of like chanty vocals and I have a whole group of other women um female friends of mine that came in and they hold up they hold up these posters with quotes and those are all quotes that they've experienced of of creepy things that guys have said to them pushy things being disrespectful no means no so um that I really I like that song too I'm glad that you like that one because it's felt like a strong anthem of no means no female empowerment women banding together yeah, 100%. Even, it's just so, the whole process of it and everything, a part of it, yeah, it's amazing. Like, it's Dang. very well done, very well done. Um, I also saw, too, you did a song, Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, I did. That was amazing. It's like 800-something thousand views on YouTube, too. That's crazy. 
Thanks. I know it's so funny. I've, I haven't paid a cent in any advertising for that. That was actually done for fun. So, I mean, I'm a big musical theater fan as well, lifelong musical theater fan. And so I went to Stanford. So that was uh, filmed in Stanford Memorial Church. And my, my pianist, Albert Tommaso, I played with for many years. He was in my band, but he also played the organ in Memorial Church at Stanford. And I had this vision for so many years of doing a cover of Phantom filmed in the church with him playing on the organ and we finally did it and it was really it was just a just a project i did for fun um involving a handful of friends of mine and uh you know i love family off it's one of my favorite shows and we filmed it and i a friend of mine filmed it i edited it uh, another friend of mine produced it and um and we yeah put that out there and yeah it's one of the top covers of Phantom of the Opera on YouTube which is so funny to me because we really haven't pushed it at all but I guess people like it <laughs> yeah hundred percent it's a classic and yeah it relates to a lot of people all these genres and stuff you know you're never too old or young for it so yeah and even personally my auntie loved um, the opera so I could definitely like know that she would have loved that song so yeah oh. sure that's amazing thanks um, what are I guess some of the experiences now. Obviously, looking back and currently going on the journey you are, what have you learned? Like, what have you been learning or you have learned that's really stuck out for you? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I would learn, that I've learned, and which goes back to the probably the best piece of advice I've gotten is doing every little thing you can to get ahead. Um, and actually, my, my mentor and music professor, Mark Applebaum, gave me this feedback this advice many years ago I remember he he actually played in my band as well um music professor for my sophomore year at Stanford and we played a show and he had me come over to his house after and he put a piece of paper out and had me draw a whole bunch of vertical lines on this paper and he said okay starting with the leftmost one every person to the right of this first line is a great singer and then we move to the next line. Okay, now every person to the right of this line is not only a great singer, but also a great songwriter. And we kept moving. And it's every little every little thing you can do to get ahead. And by the time we got to kind of the end of the paper, I don't know if you can visualize this exactly, but it was, you know, the people who are successful are great singers and they're great songwriters. And they work at it every day. And they take voice lessons. And they work on their craft. And they, this, you know, and they have good equipment. And it's all these things and every little thing you can do to get ahead. And that advice really stuck with me. And that's what I try to do. And I think, you know, something that I try to keep in mind every day is, you know, there's millions of great singers and great songwriters out there. And it's so difficult to differentiate. There's so much noise and so much great music out there. And it's, for me, I just am always thinking, what can I do to give myself just a little bit of an edge, right? How can I be working 110% and other people are just giving 100%, right? What's every little thing I can do? Um, and I, you know, and I very much believe, you know, my career, I'm still not where I want to be yet, which is, you know, the biggest pop star in the world. I'm not there yet, but every every kind of uh, milestone I've hit, I couldn't have done without the previous one. So it's just sort of constantly working hard and finding new things that I can do to get ahead and working my way up, up, up. And I, I believe if you out, uh, if you work harder than everybody, it's going to pay off. So that's what I try to do. Yeah. Amazing. And I definitely know you're headed to be the number one pop star in the world because your trajectory is amazing. So uh -huh. <laughs> and yeah, it's truly yeah. true about the consistency and all those one percenters, they all add up every day, every minute. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Um well I guess 
just generally speaking, what inspires you, David? So what, like, when you wake up in the morning, what actually, I guess, inspires you and motivates you to keep going through this and doing this? I love music and I love performing. Honestly, at the end of the day, I'm, it's just my biggest passion. If I, even if I didn't have, if I, if I, if there was no such thing as a career and it was just a day to do whatever you want, I'd spend it singing and dancing and playing my music. I just, I just love it and I absolutely love performing. And so I'm so, that's why I'm so excited for this tour after a year of staying inside. You know, I'm just, I, right now, these days, I'm just consistently, I wake up in the morning and I'm excited to just get to work on getting ready for this tour and practicing my choreography and practicing my voice and getting ready for the next song and just, and just getting all of that in place. I just, yeah, I'm just really excited. I just love, I just love what I do. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, what, obviously, you've got a busy schedule and you're doing, obviously, everything that you've said. What, I guess your your downtime or like when you're away from this, what do you like to do? What are your other interests and hobbies or passions aside from this? Sure. Yeah, golf is a big one. I played on the Stanford golf team back in the day. Um, no, no longer do I play competitively, but I still play for fun. I, I love golf. Um, and getting outside, I am someone who's very, you know, I'm in California. I'm very affected by the sun. So getting outside and working out and that kind of stuff uh, definitely gives me good energy. Um, I also love my collie dogs. So in downtime, I will play with them. Um, and I'm very outdoorsy. Um, I sort of split time between California and Tahoe. And so when I'm in Tahoe in the summertime, I'm out on the lake, whether it's swimming in the lake or hanging on the beach or stand up paddleboarding um, in the winter, doing a lot of the Tahoe snow skiing and winter sort of things. Well, yeah. Have you done much international travel yet? Yeah, I actually toured in Europe um, uh, pre-COVID. Yeah, I toured uh, opening for Ali and AJ and their European tour, which was awesome. I and I like I yeah, I loved it. It was so much fun. It was such a fun... And I, I my uh, my ex-fiance was also from Europe as well, so I spent a good amount of time there. But... um. And I also actually spent some time in Mallorca, Spain on some, some of the songs that I wrote for, um, for my album, Status Change. A handful of those I wrote with some producers in Mallorca, wow. which is really fun. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, I guess, what, what does the future look like for albums and singles that are coming as well in the future? What are those projects looking like? Yeah, I've got, I have a couple more songs that are already done and ready to go. So those will be, those will be out very soon. Um, I won't give more details. I'll keep the suspense, but the more, more music coming really soon, pre-tour. Um, and I'm continuing to write and now back to some in-person sessions, uh, which is really fun after all. Although I do like the Zoom sessions, I will say. There's something nice about being able to write kind of any time it's a lot easier to just hop on and, and, and write with people and you know I have a home studio set up so that's not that's not too difficult but continuing to write continuing you know getting ready for some new releases um but obviously the biggest focus right now is getting ready for the tour which is October and November this year yeah that's exciting um yeah and I'm looking forward to obviously all your music that's coming out so yeah well done. Thank um you. yeah Audrey thanks for coming on podcast I do appreciate it I wish you all the very best in the future and obviously your journey um, you're going to future with amazing trajectory, just with everything you've done and already doing. Um, and yeah, the song "Taking Back My Life" is amazing. 
For anybody listening to, you can um, follow Audrey on Instagram at the handle Audrey, the Facebook handle at Audrey. You can subscribe on her YouTube channel to hear her music at Audrey, and you can also visit her website at Audrey.com. Um, thank you, Audrey, for coming on podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Welcome.